You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. And joining us this week is Mary Thomas Hart. Mary Thomas is NCBA's Deputy Environmental Counsel. And this is also Mary Thomas's debut on the Beltway Beef Podcast. So Mary Thomas, thanks a lot for joining us and welcome. Thanks, Ed. Happy to be here. All right. Well, we have breaking news out of Washington, D.C. today. We're, we're uh, recording this on Friday, um, and the U.S. Senate just voted to invoke cloture on the nomination of Judge Brett Kavanaugh, 51 to 49, which means that a final vote on his nomination could come as soon as Saturday afternoon. Um, so everybody's talking about the Supreme Court and the nomination, of course, um, but just because Judge Kavanaugh has not yet been confirmed uh, that doesn't stop the business of the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court opened up a new session this week. Um, and there are already a couple of cases that were argued before the court this week with an empty chair. So there's four justices. Uh, well, there's eight justices, four on the right generally and four on the left generally, um, which could lead to some deadlocks uh, in the absence of a Justice Kavanaugh. So uh, the first one, Mary Thomas, this week was Monday, the first day out of the gate. There was an endangered species case uh, involving the uh, vaunted dusky gopher frog. Everybody, Everybody's up in arms about the dusky go- gopher frog, right? Protests are gripping America. Um, but basically what it boils down to is there's a timber company in Louisiana that's being affected, uh, and I guess they, they can't cut down trees, um, in Louisiana, even though this frog is only found in Mississippi. And this this case has made its way to the Supreme Court, the 4-4 court right now. Uh, Mary Thomas, what's going on with this case, and how could this case, even though it doesn't directly, this, this situation doesn't directly affect cattle producers, how could a case like this affect cattle producers down the road? Yeah. So the case entitled Warehouser v. Fish and Wildlife considered when the federal government has power to expand Endangered Species Act critical habitat to private property. Specifically, this case involved the dusky gopher frog, as you said, which is found exclusively in Mississippi. But in 2012, the federal government designated 1,500 acres in Louisiana as critical habitat, which stifled economic development with no benefit to the frog's population. This kind of limitless federal power could significantly impact private property owners, including cattle producers, across the country. Okay. Um, so, yeah, obviously this th- this case, however it's decided, would not just affect the dusky gopher frog, but really any sort of endangered or threatened species out there. Um, on Wednesday, there was another case, and you were actually there inside the Supreme Court chamber um, with our chief environmental counsel, Scott Yeager, to listen to the oral arguments. Apparently, there uh, there's a lady named Rosemary Nick, um, who lives on a 90-acre farm uh, up in Pennsylvania, Uh, They found some flat rocks or stones on her property, and now some people want to access her property because they may be gravestones. Nobody's really sure, apparently, but uh, you were inside the Supreme Court chamber for uh, for the oral oral arguments on this case. Uh, What did you guys see up there, and, and what could this mean for cattle producers? Yep. So Nick V. Scott looked at the Williamson County Doctrine, which is a judicial standard that requires a landowner to go through state court before bringing a constitutional takings claim in federal court. Now, takings or a constitutional taking occurs when the government takes a landowner's property or impairs its utility. 
under the Fifth Amendment, the government is allowed to take property as long as the landowner is justly compensated. Now, just compensation is a totally different conversation, and we could spend hours or days talking about just compensation. But the Supreme Court on Wednesday considered a different issue in the takings world. We all know that court isn't cheap, and often a landowner uses up all their resources before they even get to federal court. So is it reasonable for the federal government to require property owners to litigate their cases in multiple court systems? We don't think so. So that's why NCBA submitted a brief in support of Rosemary Nick, arguing that a landowner should not have to go through state court before bringing a constitutional takings claim in federal court. All right, so just going back to the raw arithmetic of how the Supreme Court is currently constituted with that empty seat um, while we await Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation vote, um, it really does underscore the importance of a 4-4 court that could be deadlocked. Talk about what would happen if either or both of these cases ended with a 4-4 deadlock without somebody there to be the fifth and deciding vote. Well, Ed, as you said, unfortunately, if these cases end in a 4-4 vote, the property owners will lose because the lower courts have sided with the federal government. And then in Miss Nick's case, this is the first time her case has ever been heard. So she doesn't have a lower court precedent to fall back on. So a 4-4 vote is, is a loss for the property owner. Judge Kavanaugh can't go back and listen to previous cases from before his confirmation. So he can't decide on cases that were heard before his confirmation vote. So these cases will only receive the vote of eight justices, um, which is unfortunate. It's the reason that we have an odd number of Supreme Court justices to prevent situations like this. And it's really important that we have nine justices on the Supreme Court. Yeah, and it just really drives it home. I mean, a lot of the debate and a lot of the stuff that we've seen on the news really hasn't been our nation's finest hour in the last few weeks. Um, And a lot of the talk has been about abortion or culture wars more generally. But as you can see with these hearings uh, this week or these cases this week, uh, there's a lot more at stake uh, on private property rights, private property rights, and a whole host of other issues um, that will affect cattle producers and, and everybody across the country. So, Mary Thomas, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at beefusa.org and follow us on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.